It's your friendly neighborhood reboot. Empty your bedpan. It's time for the shakedown. Everybody, my name is MT. Oh wait, no, this isn't right. I just watched like a half hour to an hour of his videos. I'm sorry. You, you should start this podcast. You know how it begins. What are you doing? <laughs> no, I really did just watch like a half hour or an hour of his videos. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was a little bit behind, so I was catching up. Oh wow. Okay. Well. Hello and welcome to the Shakedown. And Dan was incorrect. I am your host, Austin Stevens. With me and this I week, I am your co-host, Dan Schweizer. Yes, and Dylan is not here because he is—he's is, drunk at the Cubs game. Yes, according to Snapchat, he's had 15 beers, but I don't think I believe that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. That's 18 cups that he's holding there. Okay, so Dylan is holding 18 cups of beer, uh, but he is there with his family, so I'm assuming that that is a congregation of cups from everybody, not just his. Gosh, I hope so. I'm going to get confirmation on that. Well, one, I'm. he does not have the money for 18 beers. Uh, his... Well, no, the tickets that he bought, because he's in the... He's in the rooftops. He's in the, yeah, rooftops. The tickets that they got is all you can drink, all you can eat. Okay, never mind that. <laughs> so while he doesn't have the money for it, his tickets have already paid for all the beer he can drink as the Cubs are down 13 to 2. Yes, well, I'd still, I'm pretty sure that would kill anybody if you have 18 beers mm, in three over hours. Over the course of the day? They've been there for a while. Well, he might be dropping in later. I can ask him. (laughs) And so this is episode 22. Episode 23, I am going to be home in Fairbury. Yeah, and we'll be we're, coming to you live. And by that, I mean all, all on the same mic. Everybody in the same room. <laughs> I might bring my stuff so we don't have to all talk into one microphone, though. That might be That's fair. better, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I will be <clears throat> home for a day for a wedding of my wife's best friend, Mindy. So congratulations to them. Congratulations, Mindy. And I will be in Fairbury on Friday, and hopefully Dan does not have his baby. Well, Dan's wife does not have <clears throat> their baby. Oh, he better on not. That day. <laughs> and, oh, and also an early happy birthday to you. Yours is on Wednesday? Yes, yeah. it is. Thank you. So, oh, there's another home run. It's 14 to 2 now. Oh, boy. The Cubs. Uh, so yeah, that'll be fun, and it'll be good to be home. And we yeah. s- spend an hour of my day to just hang out and talk and record it. 
Yeah. Because really, we should be recording like anytime we hang out. Yeah, we've been saying this for years. Yeah. All right. Shall we begin? We shall. So, Spider-Man came out this week, which means we will be combining geekdom and film and TV into one. It's a super session. It's a super sesh. So here we go. Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, Let's do non-spoilers and then spoilers. All right. So um, everybody knows it's got the vulture and it's got shocker kind of in it. Yes. And a couple other people. Yep, some some other folks and doodads are included. Yeah, they actually... <clears throat> I don't think it'll be too much of a spoiler to say that there were a lot of villains in this. There were. Cause that, but they did, a, they did a good job of not having... Not trying to focus on all the villains yeah, like they, they've done in other overloaded films. Yeah, they didn't Spider-Man 3 it, and they didn't Amazing Spider-Man 2 it. <laughs> yeah. Where, like, the villains are there, but in their full form. Like, this was kind of just setting them up. Yeah. Which was nice. It was fun. There's a lot of really fun Easter eggs. Um, so, uh, where do you want to start with this? Just, uh... Uh, well, we can talk about, uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker. We, we saw him full-fledged, his own movie. Um, it wasn't just a little snippet like we saw in Civil War. We really got a feel for how he is portraying the character. Yes. And I like it. I really like it, yeah. Uh, I had... Uh, I I saw it last night with my wife, and um, I sent out a Snapchat about it, and one of my Air Force buddies was like, oh, yeah, I just saw it, and and I was pleasantly surprised. And I was like, you were surprised that you liked Spider-Man? And he said, yeah, because... All right, take it easy. The Amazing Spider-Man was honestly the best so far, and Tom Holland didn't have much screen time in Civil War. And I said, uh, Spider-Man is the best Spider-Man movie. Well. Just, it just didn't have the best casting for Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. I hate Tobey Maguire. Yeah, no. As Peter Parker. Tobey Maguire... Awful casting. Yeah. But the movie is a fantastic Spider-Man movie. Yeah. I think two is p- probably a little better. But this is definitely <laughs> the best since two. Because just because two's Oh well, yeah. really solid. And it's got a good villain. And it didn't try to just shove everything into it. It's true. I think you're just judging it off the back of Spider-Man 3 at that point. But yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Tom Holland 
perfect Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Um, yeah. This is the first one that's actually portrayed him as, like, a young teenager. He says he's 15, and all the other ones, he's, like, a senior in high school slash a freshman in college age. So, like, they've barely touched on him being a teenager. They're just like, hey, he's graduating. All right, time to be an adult. Yeah. And now they're, I think they're planning to do all of them where he's in high school. And as long as Tom Holland... I think they can do that. Yeah, as long as he continues to look like he's 12, I think that'll work. (laughs) It's true. He, He has quite the baby face he pulls off looking like he's actually 15 yeah um but yeah it was great and i liked the i liked how he played spider-man too of like how he's slowly figuring out how to be Mm spider-man i I really liked that uh he's he's still doing all all the street level stuff he's not fighting all these big bads or anything people crawling out of the woodwork he's just fighting little petty street crime yeah the friendly neighborhood spider-man it's real great and plus like in the other ones like once he started being spider-man he was just he was the high-flying quippy sarcastic spider-man from the comics but in Mm -hmm. this one like the first one where it's the Avengers quote unquote yeah. that are robbing the bank, the ATMs. And he walks in and it takes him like a few seconds, like to figure out like how, how he he's, wants what he's going to yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like this really funny, like kind of behind the scenes thing of him figuring it out. Yeah. And there were, there were several moments like that, that I just really loved of him falling into the persona of the Spider-Man that we know. Yeah. I, I, I like that even though, you know, there's there's the videos of him that Tony shows. So clearly he's been doing it for a little while. He hasn't really gotten into it because he, he'd just been kind of saving people from little things where he could, yeah. where he comes across it. I uh, I really enjoyed him stopping the bike robber, and then he couldn't find the owner of the bike. Yeah. <laughs> that was real good. And uh. one, so one thing about this though that I was nervous was that we had seen the whole movie already, and yeah, luckily, just about. yeah, and so like <clears throat> Marvel really screwed the pooch with Age of Ultron doing that. Mm-hmm. And I was nervous that Sony had effed it up and with the trailers and, and all the clips right, and stuff. Right, just shown too much. Yeah, just shown everything. And it, it didn't. Like, there were so many moments and surprises and little things that they hadn't yeah. revealed. Like, all the, all the best reveals and fun stuff in the movie, I think they kept secret. Yep. Which was real <clears throat> nice. And then also, uh, Iron Man, the only scenes that he's in are the ones that are in the trailers. <laughs> Which, yeah. 
that I was really nervous that it was just going to be Iron Man taking over the movie. But There's like maybe one or two other scenes that aren't in the trailers that that he's in. I don't think so though. I'm pretty sure that every the scene final he's in, scene. Yeah, that's in the trailer. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Upstate. Yep. Mm, I don't remember. I that. promise you, it is. There's. It's slightly different. It's the scene in the trailer where he says, "You just leave the flying vulture guys to us." But he says that in a different scene. But in the scene up in Upstate, yeah, that's in the trailer. And then, all right. Um, it could actually, have been in the last trailer because uh, I I didn't watch the last one. Okay. Well, I know that I'd seen that before, so I'm pretty sure every scene. There are actually scenes in the trailer that he was in that didn't make it into the movie. So actually he might be in the movie less than he was in the trailer. <laughs> uh, but that was really great that it was Spider-Man and not Spider-Man and Iron Man. Yeah. So I'm really happy about that. Um, um, what did you think of the dynamic between Peter and Tony? I thought it was good. I still feel like, Tony has too much of a switch from careless whatever to now he cares about everything. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, that's that's something I think MT tweeted that he's really starting to dislike Tony. Yeah, he's become... Yeah, because he's become like really arrogant and which i mean he was already was before but now it's even more right, so but it's it's in the controlling arrogance he's yeah. he's like no nothing can happen unless i say it can happen yeah and plus he has you a line you shouldn't be fighting these people because yeah. i say you shouldn't be fighting these people yeah and then he has that line where he says oh what if someone had died that'll be on you yeah you've been selling million like uh the vulture says it like tony's been selling weapons to criminals for years yeah exactly and so like now <clears throat> like it happened a little bit in civil war and like age of ultron i guess it it did where he's like trying to build ultron yeah he's trying to build ultron to prevent all all of the things that he's already created from yeah so we had coming a, back to bite him so we had a bit of a of a change there and then civil war definitely with the sokovia accords yeah but i'm just i'm not buying it like it's too it's too, too drastic. drastic yeah well i think they're they're trying to um sort of pass off the near-death experiences like a life changer and then um everything that happened uh in sokovia like just one thing after another after another kind of piles on top of him and weighs down his conscious his conscience so he he just is always thinking well, what if this leads to this, if this leads to this, and then this... It, it seems like he's thinking about his legacy. Yeah. 
I suppose so, but it's still not very believable. Yeah, I don't know. Rumor yeah. has it we're done with Tony Stark. Well, we're done with Robert Downey Jr. after uh, the second Infinity War, or rather Avengers 4. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, we we could be just nearing the end of Tony's character arc. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. But, so, <laughs> back to your original question of the dynamic between them. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't Tony Stark, I think it would have worked really well. Um, I mean, it still, it still works really well, but just because of what we just talked about with his character arc, mm-hmm. it's weird that it's Tony being the mentor, but that like kind of mentor mentee father son relationship that they have yeah, is really fun. <clears throat> And I I really enjoyed it, and it's I th- I think it is good uh, to help that uh, you know Spider Man Peter Parker figure out who he is and what he can and should be doing. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It was. I thought of this when I walked out. It was a great origin story of the character discovering their powers and what they can do without actually giving us the origin. Yeah, we didn't, we, and they touched on, so, so you get, you got bit by a spider. Can I get bit by a spider? <laughs> yeah. So we, so we the know that dead. Yeah. And so we know that would obviously uncle Ben is dead. Yep. That's, and like, that's, clear <laughs> i like that approach that they're doing that uh, dc's doing it with batman too where we've seen it so many times and everybody knows how spider-man became spider-man uncle ben mm-hmm. died he got bit by a spider and has spider powers yeah so yeah you don't need to do it again but now so he is spider-man but he still doesn't know what he should be doing how he can do it what he should do and by the and so then it's a story of that which still is an origin story because he isn't really spider-man yet no not not a hundred percent yeah and i feel like that's how they're going to do black panther too since we've already since he's already become black panther i feel like the Mm -hmm. black panther movie is going to be very similar in the storytelling style to what this was kind of finding his own way of of being the black panther yeah now that he is the black panther yeah Mm, all right that makes sense um because it worked really well for this movie i think we i think probably in the second spider-man movie they'll they'll touch on how uncle ben died because i think I feel like it's going to be a little bit different because, you know, obviously Aunt May is younger. She's only in, like, her, like, 40s, which means Uncle Ben wasn't old man out to buy milk, got shot. Oh, but he could be a young man out to buy milk. I go out and buy milk. Yeah, yeah, you do. But I don't know. Um, I feel like they're just going to give him a slightly different... Um, backstory that 
I don't know. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna make any predictions. I just think they're gonna change it up a little bit, and I think they'll touch on it um, in the in the next Spider-Man movie. But I think it could be part of the reason that Peter is so nervous about Aunt May finding out about him being Spider-Man. Yeah, I wonder. Which if... is really funny. <laughs> yeah. Um... We'll, we'll talk about that in. Well, I guess it's not a spoiler. No. The movie ends on him putting on his Spider-Man suit in his bedroom with the door wide open and Aunt May, it pans up to him standing there with his mask off and Aunt May is standing in the doorway and she goes, what the fuck? <laughs> and it cuts to the credits. That's pretty good. <laughs> I laughed pretty hard at that. Um, shoot, I was going to say something. And now I have <clears throat> forgotten. Oh, um, I bet that the villain is going to tie into Uncle Ben's death in the second one. And mm. maybe even how he got his powers. Maybe. I don't that's, know. that's the <clears throat> stereotypical thing they would do. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe they'll, maybe with avoiding the stereotype of his origin story, maybe they'll avoid the stereotype of of doing that in the sequel. Possibly. Maybe they'll just keep dodging those stereotype bullets. Unlike Uncle Ben. Yes. What do you think about him not having spider sense? Or at least not noticeably having it? I love him not having the traditional spider sense. Because I read an article um, that the director was like, well, in, in all the movies before... It, he basically had premonition. So we went away with that because he has heightened senses. So, like, he can hear something coming his way and, and that sort of thing. But it's not premonition. He might hear something that he can't see, but he doesn't know where it's coming from. Yeah. So I, I like that they, um, they have gone away from the spider sense as we've seen it yeah. in the movies so far. Because they really played up in the other ones, like <clears throat> slow oh, like slow motion, like dolly yeah, the, zoom in on his face. Yeah, and the, then, the first Spider-Man when he dodges Flash's punch and he just like leans and watches the Fisco goes past, looks down his arm, he's like, oh, look yeah. at this. Oh. Yeah, and like he obviously Tom Holland Spider-Man obviously still has spider sense. Like yes. if you watch his movements and how he fights and stuff, he <clears throat> obviously has it. They're just not playing. Like you don't have to overly explain, Hey, he can stick to walls. Like you just see, Oh, he's sticking to the wall. You don't need to play it up every time. Yeah. He, when he's uh, fighting the ATM robbers, he dodges, a whole bunch of punches very easily. Yeah, he clearly has it. And even in Civil War, if you remember when Winter Soldier throws that giant thing at him, uh-huh. he's like hanging on that pillar and is like just barely looks around the corner and goes, oh man, and dodges out of the way of it. Like uh-huh. that's clearly spider sense. He's He's got the heightened reflexes. And all of the heightened senses. So he's going to react to things more quickly. But he he got taken out by 
uh, Falcon's pack. Vulture. No, no, no. No. Oh, in Civil War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in Civil War. He got taken out by Falcon's pack. Sorry, there's too many because birds. He didn't, yeah, because he didn't see it coming. And he didn't... Right. He, he had no reason to know it would be coming. So if he doesn't see it, he can't dodge it. Yeah. And so, see, mm-hmm. I like... I have absolutely no problem with that because then it adds more stakes. Like if you have a yeah. hero that can sense everything to the point of, like you said, premonition, mm-hmm. like how do you, how do you fight? How do you fight someone like that? Exactly. Like so it, I, I much prefer him not having it Yeah. to that level. I saw someone or Abby was telling me about some guy she saw on Twitter just blowing up on on spider-man and how they took away his spider sense and he doesn't have super speed and he doesn't have super stamina and he doesn't have super strength i'm like he lifted a building off his back basically yeah so there's your super strength did you miss him dodging all kinds of stuff all movie long there's your super speed and your super reflexes yeah he beats a gun several times yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know. Some people are just, just crybabies. Dumb, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but, I, I liked it. Yeah, let's wrap up non-spoilers so we can get into spoilery stuff. Yeah, spoilers. Um, so I'm going to give this a, a 9 out of 10. <clears throat> I thought it was uh, really good. I, I want to see it again. But off of first viewing, I'm going with mm, 8.7 out of 10 middle fingers. <laughs> okay. So that's... All right. So that ninth finger is almost all the way up. <laughs> it's almost all the way up, yeah. Um, right. So let's go ahead and... Get into spoilers. Spoiler alert. It's called Spider-Man Homecoming because it's Homecoming Week. Yes. <laughs> Which everybody already knew. But I know. <laughs> on the subject of Homecoming, somehow my wife knew the twist. The, the twist that Vulture was Liz's dad? Yeah. How'd she know? I don't know. But did, we got Did home. you know? No. Oh, okay. I, my wife knew, but that's because she reads spoilers. Oh. Pfft. Yeah, because, because you know, I I was waiting for him to get like swooped up by the vulture as he's walking up to the house. I'm like, oh, here comes the vulture. Here comes the vulture, and he rings the doorbell. I'm like, here comes the vulture. He's gonna disappear before the door opens, and the door opens, and there he is. I'm like. What? Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> and she looked at me. She goes, I was like, how are you not in shock right now? And she's like, well, I, I didn't want to spoil everything I knew for you. I'm like, why do you spoil movies for yourself? Yeah, that's I'm trying. I'm trying to avoid that for Infinity War, like I've said, and it's so difficult. Yeah, because I'm so used to clicking on everything. But anyway, so yeah. <laughs> Cassie knew. I don't know how. But she was just like, I think like 30 minutes into the movie, she just 
figured and guessed, ah, yeah, it's Liz's dad. Like, there were no hints. There were no clues. No. It was out of nowhere. Yeah, there was was absolutely nothing to suggested it. Cassie just guessed it. So whenever we came home from it, I was baffled. And I was was just like, wait, so when he opened the door, you were just like, yeah, I knew that. And she said, yeah. (laughs) But that's, oh, man. We saw it in, we saw it in IMAX. So the theater's huge. And that scene where it happens, just so much laughter. And then just the awkward silence for a minute of just just laughter throughout the entire theater. Mm -hmm. That whole scene of just the awkwardness. It was great. There's a a guy down the row from me that whenever something would happen, he would actually stand up out of his seat, which wasn't a bad, it wasn't that bad because we were at the back of our middle section. So there's no one behind him. And I was like, this dude, okay. this dude gets it. He is into this movie. Yeah. Was, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that scene because Peter's all like, he keeps looking at him and for, for the mother and the daughter and even a little bit for Vulture, they're they're just like, oh, he's just scared because it's her dad. Yeah, and, I was And yeah. that that could very well like he's a he's a sophomore. This is the first time he's taken a girl on a on a date. He's taking her to homecoming. And he's just terrified of this guy that is her father. Yeah, he played that. I would be terrified of Michael Keaton, too, if I was taking his daughter. (laughs) But he played that really well of walking that line between, like, Tom Holland, I mean, of being, like, scared of the vulture and scared of the dad. Like, it was very believable that he could very well just be scared of the dad. And I was like, oh, man, he's going to blow it. But nope. Yeah. That's a good and, scene. And it all would have been fine until Liz was like, yeah, and then you disappeared in D.C. and you disappear all the time. And her dad's like, huh, you disappeared in D.C., huh? Where Spider-Man was, huh? Uh. <laughs> yeah, that was, was so like, great. Damn it, Liz. Way to go. He didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah, that's a, that was a great way for the villain to find out, for him to figure out that he is Spider-Man. Yeah. And then, so then I was like, ah, crap, well, he's going to have to die now because you can't have a villain knowing the secret identity. So I'm mm-hmm. really glad. I, I loved how they wrapped up the Vulture's story. Yeah. Of where he saves him from the fire and then he still goes to prison and then the mid credit scene where Matt Gargan, who will later become the Scorpion, right, asks him that he knows and he's like, nope, I don't know. Nope, I don't know. And if, I knew, if I knew who it was, he'd be dead. Yeah, and that's so great because like in the comics, every villain knows every superhero secret identity Which at some point or another. Stupid. Yeah, and they just explain it away by like, oh, it's comics or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't do that in the movies. So this was a really great workaround for that where it's like, okay, Absolutely. like you saved my daughter's life. You've now saved my life. I respect you. I'm going to let you do your thing. You were just, you're just doing your job. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. going to, I'll protect you. I'll let you go <clears throat> for now. 
because he. Pro- I mean, obviously, he's going to get out and oh, yeah. fight him again. But I really loved that. I. It's not something you see very often. No. Yeah. A, I I like that in a genre where all great villains die. Yeah, and uh, and it gives him like. It shows that he's kind of like honorable, which is is a nice little kick. Yeah. Um, and maybe Sinister <clears throat> Six down the line. Maybe, yeah. They've they've left themselves open for it. I would like that because his suit's all mechanical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vul- that was a great Vulture villain. Like Michael Keaton was amazing yeah he just played birdman 2.0 basically but that was Uh, yeah that was a great villain because he could have easily been super stupid because in the comics he's just an old guy super stupid yeah he's an old guy in a leotard and feathers yeah granted i mean he can fly but yeah but but it's like how batman can fly yeah um so I really liked that they made the suit kind of practical. Um, I I thought it was a yeah, little. Uh, well, I mean, like theoretically, with the exception of how the wings move and act, like you could make an actual like drone that could fly like oh, the vulture's right. suit flies. Yeah. Um, with fixed wings. Um, but I, I did think it was a little cheesy that after they got fired and the little tech guy was playing with the, the Chitari stone, uh, he just immediately started powering a little miniature drone. It's foreshadowing. Yeah, I know, but it, it's just a little cheesy because it's literally exactly one of the vulture's engines but in small fashion mini form yeah um yeah so they're like the tinkerer there was another villain that oh yeah wasn't really you know played i mean he's a big part of it but it wasn't like here's the tinkerer he's gonna fight spider-man too no it was just you know he was there and then you've also got Matt Gargan, who's a, a Spider-Man villain. Mm-hmm. Two shockers were in there, which I loved. <laughs> Wait, isn't this the anti-grav? No, that's the anti-grav. <laughs> oh. So that was great. And then, okay, Donald Glover, so yes. good. Yes. And he, um, I forget who he plays, but he's the Prowler uh in the comics okay right is uh yeah so he's the villain the prowler in the comics and also the uncle of miles morales miles morales yeah which as you know is the ultimate spider-man and now he's in the normal spider-man universe now that they've converged so aaron davis that's uh that's who donald Glover plays the okay alter ego of yeah the prowler and and then he even <laughs> says you know i got a nephew here 
Yeah. So that's uh, it's not uh, confirmation because I mean everybody has a nephew <laughs> that could live somewhere. Uh, so it's not confirmation <laughs> that Miles Morales is uh, alive and well in the MCU, but it's a very good indication it's, that he's at well least a be. direct nod. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it does leave the door open that they could uh, they could use Miles Morales at some point, which would be really awesome. Definitely, if they do some sort of death of Spider-Man. Yeah, there's rumors that it's going to be Miles Morales is going to be the Spider-Man in all of Sony's spin-off movies. Oh, interesting. So that they don't. <laughs> mess with marvel's contract stuff with that they have with spider-man oh well so that would be really cool by the way uh i asked dylan if those were all of his cups he said maybe dot 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 i said that's 18 cups he responded with i'm aware nice (laughs) uh so oh one awesome thing that was a little bit of marvel retconning because it's amazing that the little kid at the stark Mm -hmm. expo in iron man 2 that iron man drops down and saves whenever the robots are attacking the one wearing the iron man mask. yes it'd been a long rumor on the internet fan theory whatever that that's peter parker turns out confirmation from kevin feige himself confirmed which is incredible retconning yep because it's in queen it's in queens too and the age matches up yes uh issue uh it shows this this is a major major issue unless i just have my years wrong they show uh vulture's crew as the cleanup for post battle of new york and then they say eight years later no they said six no they said eight and battle of new york was in 2012 pretty sure it was six no they said eight i promise you i saw it last night it says in big letters eight years later and then later in the movie michael keaton himself says eight years ago and that is just a major slip up yeah maybe unless maybe this does take place in no that wouldn't make sense it it can't take place in 2020 because this is right after um civil war right after civil war yeah so i'm trying to but trying to find We'll just uh we'll just ask Dylan to confirm that. Oh, okay. 
Uh, what other spoilers can we talk about? Was that probably... Um, it's kind of basically it. Yeah, I thought it was great. All the twists and the turns and the fun stuff that's going on. Oh, I wanted him to take that iron spider suit at the end. Oh, my God. So bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. Oh. But, I mean, that, that pretty much confirms that that's probably why he was wearing the mocap dots in, in the kickoff for oh. Infinity War filming. True. Yeah. They already showed sweet. the suit to us, so we it, know Tony's already built it. It's going to be... It's basically an Iron Man suit just for Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. It's so and cool. if if you saw on on those two sidewalls, it's got like some of the details of of what goes into the suit. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Mhm. And so, okay, we can wrap it up with quite possibly the best Marvel post-credits on par with Deadpool of Captain America doing another PSA <laughs> about patience about patience and how sometimes it just doesn't pay off. Yeah. That was I I heard a, there were quite a few grumbling people after that one in the theater. Oh, it's so good though. <clears throat> it's funny. Uh, how many more of these? So good. All right. Well, think we can wrap up spider-man great movie go see it do it do it right and now i'm gonna see if i can get dylan on the line Forwarded to an automated voice system. Did you get him? Nah, he didn't answer. <clears throat> that fat slob. But he did text me <clears throat> and said, I'm busy at the moment. Please text <clears throat> me. <clears throat> Respond with, Your mom is busy at the moment. Answer your phone. <clears throat> okay. Um, I text him back. I'll see what happens. Uh, okay. do, do you have any sportsy things? Um, I don't think so. I don't think I do. I I I don't. Um. No. Nope. Okay. Me neither. I'm gonna wait and see what Dylan texts back. If he says, oh, okay, cool, then <clears throat> I'll get him on. I don't think I can do a three-way call, so I'll just talk to him for, like, two minutes, and then I'll get back to you. Because it says, it says add call, mm -hmm. so yeah. I thought I could do a three-way call, but it just put you on hold. Well, I mean, he has to answer, and then you can merge the calls. Oh. Yeah. I know how things and stuff work. Did not know you could do that. That's cool. 
Okay, let's see if I can get him on. He said, I didn't know you guys were recording now. I said, yes. Can you talk for like two minutes? Let's see what he says. I don't know if he's going to be 100% with us. <laughs> Damn. He says, I'm in the car with my family. Well, his family... No, never mind. Uh, well, the uh, All-Star Week commences tomorrow with the yep. home run derbs. Yeah. And the All-Star game on Tuesday. Let's just wrap it up. <laughs> All right. So that's it for this week. If you want to get in touch with us. Oh, crap. I'm going to check and see if anybody got in touch with us because I forgot to. They did not Gmail us. They did not tweet us. <sighs> Don't worry. I do check these things. I'm so, getting really depressed. If you want to get in touch with us and ease Austin's depression, you can email us at the shakedown podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter or Facebook at the shakedown pod. Yeah. And you can find us in the shakedown tab uh, at our website, uh, darknebulaentertainment.com. Yeah. So please contact us, brighten Austin's day and ease his depression. You can wish me a happy birthday. Um, it's on the 12th. It's on the 12th. It's Wednesday. It's the day after this podcast will go up, or two days after, because Austin usually gets it uploaded Monday night. Yeah. Um, if you want to give me a birthday present, <laughs> just share the episode this week <laughs> that can be your birthday present to me share the episode thought you were gonna go like i have an amazon wish list <laughs> no i i do but it's it's a private wish list i'm not going to make it public although i added a whole bunch of power rangers memorabilia to it this week oh, that i, I found. have some on mine i have <laughs> eight things on my wish list and they're all funko pop bobbleheads Oh, really? Yeah. Um, let's see. I have 11 things. Let's see. There's the Power Rangers Legacy Green Dragon Zord. Oh. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Legacy Communicator Watch. Yeah. Uh, the Legacy Saba Sword from, okay. the, from the White Ranger. Legacy uh, Dragon Dagger Green Ranger Original. Uh, the original Mighty Morphin Megazord. That's the biggest item. It is $300. That's a lot. I know. That's why I didn't just buy it. Because if it was like 80 I would have just bought it. Oh, uh, it, it combines with the Dragon Zord. Yeah. That's pretty dope. I know. I Man, things, things were so much better when we were kids and i've decided that if there are any good toys that i can buy for my kid because they don't make that many good ones anymore i'm gonna buy one for him to play with and one to store 
so that when he gets older and he's like, oh man, I wish I had kept that toy in good condition so that I would have something of value now, I can be like, ta-da, I kept it in good condition (laughs) so that I can have something of value. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're so lucky because you get to buy Legos now and have a legit excuse for it. I know, right? I, I don't have like, to be weird and be in, be looking at Legos. At I least can just w- have Malcolm strapped to my chest, and I just yeah. realized you didn't know the name yet. I didn't. Thank you Dang for letting it. me know on the <laughs> no! freaking podcast. <laughs> ah, I was so close to keeping it a surprise the whole time. Oh, no. Can we both give him a hug so that he'll be Malcolm in the middle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I like that name. I'm well, going uh, to call him Malk. Like a no. stupid... Yeah, like a stupid Southwesterner calls Milk. No. Nope. I'm going to call him Malk. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Well, thanks for listening this week, everybody. <laughs> Uh, I am your host, Dan Schweizer. And I am your other host, Austin Stevens. And this has been The Shakedown. Austin's away. I'm just going to leave him a little note here. Austin, I love you. And I'm going to beat you at ping pong in my basement this Friday, July 14th, 2017, on my own table.